Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. This is the Unfiltered Entrepreneur. My name is Ashley Pollard. Here you will find business tips, entrepreneurial advice, and an honest account of mistakes I make along the way. I will also have some friends along for the ride who can add in their own experience, obstacles, and what we can all learn from each other. Entrepreneurship can be a lonely road, but not in my circle. We are all in this together. Hello, and welcome back to The Unfiltered Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard, and I'm kicking off this podcast episode with a review. This one is from SP Gems, I believe it is, G-E-M-Z, and it says, this will change your business. There are so many great tips and tricks that help businesses on this podcast. I highly recommend. Thank you so much. And please remember that these reviews not only like make my entire day, (laughs) but it also really helps people who are looking for a podcast and it helps them kind of see like, okay, people really trust this. So head to Apple Podcasts to leave that review. If you use an Apple device at all, it would mean the world to me. Now, the title of this podcast definitely gives away what we're talking about here. And I hope it makes you think. I hope that this podcast gives you permission I hope this episode makes you dream. I hope this episode helps show you what's possible. Because what I have noticed is that when you start a business in the quote unquote online space for online space digital providers, let's say, it becomes very incestuous. It also becomes very MLM pyramid schemey. Because it's like, let me brand your OBM business so that you can sell your services to this counting business so that she has somebody running her business while she does finances for this course creator. And the course creator is working on with this other person for social media to push her sales. And that social media person did the branding for the first person and so on and so on and so on. It's like there's good and bad because the money that is circulated in this system stays kind of like within this system and grows and grows and grows. And it allows similar people to share money between them. And it does provide wealth. It helps grow opportunity. All of the things that we really love, especially here at CMAP Consulting. Now, why do I have a problem with it is because I think a lot of people's imposter syndrome is because they're not working with other businesses outside of the online space. And I can say this from my own experience. You know, I was telling myself things like, am I a real entrepreneur and am I building the business that I'm impressed by? And for me personally, the answer was no. I didn't feel like I was building a real business. I didn't feel like I was building something that I personally was impressed by for a few reasons. I wanted a business that was scalable to uh, the nth degree. I wanted to work with ten dollars to $20,000 monthly clients. I wanted a business that investors could be interested in. And you don't see course creators going on Shark Tank. Now, granted, I don't want to go on Shark Tank, but... When you take a look at the podcast that I really respect about female entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, things like 
DOAC, Diary of a, what is it? Diary of a CEO or Skimmed from the Couch. I don't remember what their new name is. Second Life. These really interesting entrepreneur, how I built this. These entrepreneurial podcasts, you hear people struggle. You hear about the struggle of like sleepless nights and, you know, worrying about how to grow the business, things that we relate to, but not in the same way. It's things like understanding profit margin and understanding investor relationships and selling and getting in front of the right people and networking your face off. Those things do exist in this space, but not in the way that I wanted the experience. I wanted big experience. I wanted a big business. And to me, my business was not resilient if I was relying on the online space. My business was not resilient if I could not sell my same service to an offline business. An example of this would be I started consulting not just with my VIP days to the digital space, but I also started doing VIP days with product founders. I started doing VIP days with people who ran memberships that weren't in the online space, but were maybe not trade related or work related. Maybe they were memberships that did something else. I started consulting on nonprofits. I started consulting in different businesses and it made me incredibly more skilled in my digital online space. The way that it really, I think, made me better than my peers because I had a diversified portfolio, but I also had a diversified storytelling asset. I could pull in different references that weren't just the online space. One of the reasons that I also kind of felt forced to do this or maybe pressured to do this, but not it, that's almost too negative. But one of the other reasons that I really wanted to make sure that I looked outside of the online space is that I have people following me from my fashion experience. There's a few very famous people from the fashion industry who follow me with their account or with their burner account that I know what it is. Or, you know, the ex-VP of this company or the ex-president of this company or you know, people who work high up in government, like it's like kind of crazy, the people that follow me from my fashion industry experience. And with those people in mind, I didn't want to just be selling group programs. I didn't want to just be selling a course. And that's not to say that those are bad things. Those are phenomenal business models. However, two things. One, I had a preference for more. I had an itch and a desire for bigger for more expansive. If you don't share that desire, it's perfectly fine to stay in the industry that you're in, which would be, in this case, the digital online industry. I wanted more. So that's one thing to consider. But the second thing to consider is that I really wanted to stretch myself. I wanted to see how far I could go. And I can't go that far in the confines of a digital space. There's not enough checks and balances. For me, I can say anything. I can tell you guys that I had an eight-figure year last year and that last year we grossed $100,000 and we're on track to do $1 million per quarter. And you probably might believe that. And none of that is true. <laughs> Truly none of that is like even remotely close to the truth. I can tell you guys that 500 people are inside of the library. They're not. But like, there is no checks and balances. When you get into the offline space, you're checked a little bit more. You're talking to entrepreneurs who also know business very well, and your bullshit might not slide with them. So it's really helpful for me to make sure that I'm running an ethical business because if I can't use this offline, 
it's probably horseshit. With all fairness, I also wanted a bigger business. It's one thing to say, I can sell something to a group of people who are kind of primed and sold that they should always be investing, which isn't true. Just so we're clear, it is not true that you always need to be investing in your business. But the online space is kind of primed to always be spending money in your business. So for me, it felt like almost too easy. And I wanted to make sure that my skill sets were actually there. And that's why in 2021, I started branching out of the online space into the offline space. That's how I grew Dial Zero Marketing so quickly is that now we have this really big offline business completely separate called Dial Zero Marketing. We work with celebrities. We work with really major products that are in Sephora that are have their own storefront in Soho in New York City, which is really exciting. We're not playing it small there, which is really exciting. But it keeps me in check because I have to run the same business online as I do offline. And people offline don't have time for the shenanigans. They do not want the most beautiful client experience in Dubsado. They don't give a shit. They want prompt communication. They want to feel like you're a partner. They want to see quality work. They will call you on something if it doesn't feel right or aligned. They want to understand the business. They want those analytics. And to me, that level of client experience was significantly better. I want to be able to really stand in a meeting with somebody in an online capacity and have professional conversations and hold myself to the standard that offline businesses tend to have just a little bit less of a tolerance par. And to me, it was a really great challenge. It made me better in my online space. It made me more focused and it showed me the opportunities. Now, why I told you at the beginning of this that I want you to dream and I want you to daydream. And then I immediately went into like kind of talking shit and making you think a little bit about whether or not, you know, your business can sustain being offline as well is because it can. And I think one of the biggest things that you're not told or sold to, you know, you're sold way too much that you have to be investing in that big investment to move your business. And that's true, but it's not that big investments grow your business. And I'm doing that in air quotes. You know, it's not that big investments grow your business. It's that the things that tend to grow your business are expensive. And there's a difference there. There's a difference between big investments grow your business and some of the things that can grow your business are expensive. The difference there is that some people, when they hear big investments grow your business, they hear, if I spend money, my business will grow. The other verbiage wherein is, Sometimes the things that grow your business are expensive. The mindset there is sometimes in order for me to really catapult this forward, I'm going to have to spend some money. And I want you to start thinking of your own business that way and really thinking about what you truly want to do. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself. Somebody in the roundtable told me, I really want to be working with like celebrities and pop culture and doing XYZ for them. And I said, why can't you? Why not you? Let's set up your pitches. Let's set up your business model. Let's set up your team in order to work with the Caitlin Bristows of the world, the Sheena Shays, the Ariana Maddoxes, whatever it is. You know, like we can do that. You can have that business. And she thought, I just didn't really think that I was allowed to have that. And I said, why? Probably because nobody is giving you permission to dream outside of the online space. Because if you dream outside of the online space, how the fuck are they supposed to make any money? 
And it's true. We have to question these things. We have to question, is somebody keeping me small because they financially benefit from it? Now, with Dial Zero Marketing, and one of the big reasons that I started Dial Zero Marketing was because I want a big team for the big dreams that I need to accomplish. It's not that I need one for my ego. It's not that I need one because I'll feel successful. For the things that I have planning behind the scenes, I need a full-time team. There is no way around it. And one of two people were going to pay for it. You guys, my team AP followers and audience, you guys were going to have to pay that forty to $60,000 a month in my expenses. Or I could just go find some big businesses that have a $10,000 budget for social media and I could find four clients. Zero, no sales goal for the round table because I don't care if anybody joins. I don't. It's there for the people who need it. It's there for the people who want it. It obviously massively catapults people's businesses. You should see some of the shifts going on inside of that group. It is insane and we're only halfway through the year and I will definitely be doing this again. But I have no sales goal for it because I don't care. It is only there for people who need it. The club, the library are so affordable and so low priced because I want people to not have to feel like they have to spend a ton of money for solid coaching. You get mastermind level expert health support inside of the doers for $200 a month. If you feel more validated by spending $2,500 a month to work with a coach, by all means, I'm doing the same thing though. And it makes me just feel better. The pressure is off. I don't need you guys to spend a dollar with me and I can support you, which feels amazing. Now, why does all of this matter? Because I had to shift to online businesses in order to make that change, to make that change in my business, to make sure that the pressure was off of my community to have to pay my bill, which is happening. If you're paying money to people that you follow and you're paying them $2,500 a month, you're paying their rent, you're paying, which is fine. None of that is wrong. None of that is wrong. It's perfectly fine. But when people are charging $7,500 for something that I'm doing for $200, it's just truly unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable to me. I don't understand. I think a lot of people are like, I just want to be able to say that I worked with that coach. What the fuck is that shit? Don't you want to sit next to that coach as a peer on a panel? That should be the goal. Space, there was one girl and I will not name her because she fucking sucks. But everybody was like, I want to work with her. I want to work with her. I want to pay her $20,000. I want to pay her $40,000. And I was just looking around at people like, what is your problem? I want to be next to her. I don't want to be learning from her. I don't want to be like begging, you know, like flaunting with people. Oh, yeah, like I worked with so-and-so. Like, what? That's like bragging that you spend a burn amount of money on a human that's 24 and doesn't have any business experience. Like, it's just never going to make sense to me. Now I'm just like talking shit, but I stand by it. But for me, I would rather be respected the way that person is. I would rather sit next to them on a panel and share space with them as another expert. And I want you to like kind of take a step back from the people that you admire in this space and stop putting them too much on, myself included, stop putting them on a pedestal that they're incredibly smarter than you and incredibly like, oh my God, to work with them would be incredible. I'm going to pay her $40,000. It's like, that's a house down payment. That's like a car. That's three Birkin bags. Like, That's a massive all-inclusive trip to like Italy three times a year. Like, oh my God, the amount of money people spend on online spaces. Now, coming back to the topic here, 
the reason that I say all of this shit and that I talk shit about this industry is because, first of all, it's a scam most of the time. But two, if your business cannot survive offline, how strong and resilient is it? Because if the online space starts getting even one documentary about how fucked up this whole place is, you, a lot of you guys are burning down. And it's going to happen. There's too many people leaving the online space because they're realizing how bad it is and how scammy it is. There's going to be a Hulu doc. There's going to be an HBO documentary. There's going to be something. And I want you to be able to say, I didn't play into it. I saw it for what it was. I built a business, an email marketing business, a social media agency. I built a branding agency. I built a law firm. I built a marketing software support business. If you're an OBM or a tech VA or something like that. And I want you to have a portfolio of people who aren't just digital service providers. Still work with them. I obviously still work with them. I have a podcast for you guys. I have a membership for you guys. I have retreats. I have the round table. I'm not saying don't participate in it. I'm saying put your business through the test of time and say, can I sell to a gym down the street? Can I sell to a boutique in my area? Can I sell to a podcast that I love? Whatever it is that is your business. Because if you can't segue out of, I'm an OBM who supports a course creator, how to start your business to copyright for digital service providers. It's like you're stuck in this cyclone of all of our money is going to the exact same place and you have to be able to branch out and do other things. Not only will you feel so validated in your skill set, but when you start working with offline businesses, you become exponentially better. There are just some things you can't unlearn. And when you start to see, like, let's say you work with that gym down the street. I have a gym down the street, so I'm use as an example. But when you start working with that gym down the street, you will start to see how much business there's still to learn that nobody is talking about here. There's so much more that your business can grow. There's so many ways that your business can transform, can evolve, can adapt. It makes you excited. I see my clients do it all the time that they get out of the online space and they start selling 50-50 to online offline businesses and their confidence levels skyrocket because they realize that they don't have to just play it small in this one space. They can work with that really cool person that they love. They can work with this really incredible opportunity for this store that they've always shopped at, for this restaurant that is their favorite restaurant in their city, whatever it is. You can do that. And this, the confidence that comes with that is just so empowering. It's like, I can do anything. And I think that part of the imposter syndrome comes from this subconscious understanding in the back of our mind that everything that we're taught is online business specific. And when you start to learn that some of these things are business specific in general, you'll start to see business from a wider perspective, from a deeper perspective. You'll start to see business in a more holistic sense. And now granted, some of you guys might be offended by some of the stuff I said. If you, if I said anything that like kind of crossed the line or like was maybe insensitive, I do apologize. I also kind of don't take really any of this back. It's my experience from working in corporate, from working with offline businesses to seeing my clients start working with offline businesses. The light bulb moment is really what the fuck was I doing for so long? Why was I begging someone to pay me $1,500 when these clients want to pay me $10,000 for the exact same thing? The money is better. The clients are better. They treat you better. 
They don't give a shit about all of this stuff. They don't care if you have a great website. They don't care if you have a branded Dubsado. They don't know what the fuck Dubsado is. All they want is someone to really do the work, to show up to meetings, fit with them, to give them analytics, to excite them, and to do good work. It really makes it so much more simple than you think, but it feels super scary because all we hear is like online space. So I just want to tell you all of this because I want you to think a little bit differently. Now that I don't need the financial pressure of the people listening to this have to spend money with me, which I don't need anymore. All of you guys could go away and my business does not need the money at Team AP. It is the most empowering thing. So you're going to hear a little bit more of this because you can come inside the Doers Club and trust me and work with me and get my guidance and get my eyes on your business in office hours. Or you can make accounts and talk shit about me and talk about how all I'm doing is last in the online space. I don't give a shit. I'm still going to do it. You could join the library and download all of the resources that I add to all the time. Hey, guess because guess what? Inside the library, inside the doers, every single thing was made by me, except for our social media templates, which were made by our graphic designer. The same graphic designer who makes things for Beck, for Brook Shield. The same graphic designer who makes things for that store that we work with in, Bro- in Soho the same graphic designer who works with some of the biggest podcasts in the industry, that same graphic designer. Everything else inside of that portal was made by me. The only person who is leading the Doers Club is me. I don't have co-people in there. I don't have assistant coaches in there. I don't have assistant consultants. It is Ashley Pollard's space. So if you're listening to the end, I want you to understand that you're dreaming not even too small but the biggest dream you have is too small. Come inside of the club if you want my help to get there. Apply for the round table if you want to work with me for a year. And not only will I show you how to make everything come true, it will happen together. Or, and this is just as fair, never pay me a dollar. Listen to the podcast, interact with me on social media, download all my free things, and you have every right to be here, whether you're paying me $1,500 a month or zero. I want to help you. I want to push you. I want to challenge you. I want to help you see things differently. And the biggest thing I want you to see is that when you step out of the online space, even a little bit, even if it's just one client of 10 into the offline space, your business will be untouchable to your competitors. It makes you so different of a business owner. It makes you so much more empowered, so much more confident and way better at your job. I just want you to think about that opportunity. And yes, you have to pitch your face off when you do that, but you can do it. And I'm trying to give you the tools to feel more empowered to try and do that. But if you have any questions about the online space, there is a link in the show notes where you can leave a voice question. If you don't want to come inside of the Doers Club and come to office hours, a free way to work with me, quote unquote, one-on-one is to leave a voice question. I'll answer it on the podcast. I'll be happy to answer anything. Please know that I always have your back. Please know that I really support however you want to run your business. If you want to run fully online and say, fuck that girl, I want to do whatever I want. I don't care. That's fine. Great. Regardless what you think of me, regardless of what anyone says about me behind my back, regardless of however you want to grow your business, I support you. I want you to win. And that's what I'm here to do. See you next time. If this episode resonated with you, then I kind of want to talk to you. And the reason I want to talk to you is because of the roundtable. It's a service of mine, and I know this is going to sound like a sales pitch. It's not. I don't want to talk to you because I want to sell to you. I don't want to talk to you because I want your money. I really don't. 
The reason for that is because the round table is a tiny, tiny group of people, like four to 10 people max that I work with through the year. So I can't talk to all of you anyway. It just wouldn't work out. Not everybody can join the round table. But by talking to you, by hearing what your needs are, by hearing what your concerns are, I will find a way to make free content, free downloads, and additional resources inside the doer's library based on what you need. So book a call with me, whether you're interested in the roundtable or not. But if you know that you want to start moving into offline businesses and not just working with online businesses, let's chat. I will not sell one single thing to you. I may tell you about the roundtable if you're interested. If you're not interested, I just want to ask some questions to get to know your business a little bit better. Click the link in my bio to book a discovery call, and I hope to talk to you soon. Hold up. Don't leave quite yet. The good just gets better. I know it might be expensive to hire me for my services, so I've created a free way for you to get all of my best for any question you have. Click the link in the show notes to drop us a voice note, and I promise you I will answer every single one of them on the podcast for free. This has been a Fast Forward production. To learn more about them, check out at the Women Are Speaking on Instagram for more information.